This is The Bible and Homosexuality. I'm your host, Elton Sherwin. Please join me as we discuss one of the most misused stories in the history of Christendom. Episode 1, Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm Elton Sherwin, your host for this series, and I am so glad you have joined us today. No story has had a greater influence on the Western views of the LGBTQIA community than the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Let me summarize the beginning of Genesis 19. Two foreigners arrive in Sodom. They are angels disguised as foreigners. Lot, a servant of the Lord, insists they stay at his house and not sleep in the town square. We continue in Scripture. From Genesis, chapter 19, verses 4 and 5. All the men, from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men, who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, so that we can have sex with them. The story ends badly for Sodom. The angels save Lot and some of his relatives, and then God destroys the city. What was God's message? Is it the condemnation of mob violence and gang rape? Of course. But there were additional reasons God was angry with Sodom. And the prophet Ezekiel tells us. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. Ezekiel 16.49 Let's listen to that again. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. Wait, where is all the sodomy? Where are all the gay men? Not there. This is a story about mob violence, attempted gang rape, and the poor treatment of foreigners. No gay guys in it. Wow. Here I quote from theologian Derek Sherwin Bailey not a relative, as far as I know, even though his middle name, Sherwin, is my family name. This is from his 1955 classic, Homosexuality and the Western Christian Tradition. There is not the least reason to believe, as a matter of either historical fact, or of revealed truth, that the city of Sodom and its neighbors were destroyed because of their homosexual practices. Wow. Let's listen to that one more time. There is not the least reason to believe, as a matter of either historical fact, or of revealed truth, that the city of Sodom and its neighbors were destroyed because of their homosexual practices. From theologian Derek Sherwin Bailey. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah is the first of what are now called the clobber verses. Seven scriptures used to condemn people's sexual orientation. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah has been misused so frequently and so confidently it is embedded in our language, except 
It has nothing to do with consensual sex, same sex, or otherwise. Genesis 19 tells of the inhospitable treatment of foreign visitors, the disguised angels, by the men of Sodom, and the attempted gang rape of these foreign visitors. In the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, we learn that God dislikes pride, excessive consumption, inattentiveness to the poor and the needy, and hostility to the foreigner. These are all sins that we should be mindful of in our current age. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah has been used by conservative churches to condemn gay men, forbid same-sex marriages, and prevent members of the LGBTQIA community from being ordained, even though the story has nothing to do with consensual adult relationships. Why have so many conservative churches gotten it so wrong? Perhaps because a truthful accounting would hit too close to home. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah is the story of God's vengeance on a wealthy city which ignored the poor and the needy, a wealthy city that made a sport of abusing foreigners. Is there an even deeper meaning to this story? A message specifically for the LGBTQIA plus community? The Reverend Dave Barnhart thinks there is, and we will review that in episode number three. But first, in episode two, we discussed the second verse, the murder of the Levite's concubine. Then, in episode three, we will take a deeper look at the meaning of these first two verses. Why do people keep blaming gay men for the atrocities in these stories with no gay men in them? Then, in episodes four and five, we will look at the two clover verses in Leviticus. These give gay men and many pastors so much trouble. Then, in episodes six and seven, we will review what Jesus said about sexual minorities. If you have friends or relatives who angst over the clobber verses, please send them a link to this series. We have had a surge of listeners who have found us on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account and you are in a place where it is safe to do so, please like or retweet several of my short promotional videos so others can find this podcast. It is so important that Christians who feel abandoned or betrayed by their church know that there are other Christians that do not believe the vitriol that they may have heard in some conservative churches. And so far, Twitter has proved the most effective platform for reaching new listeners. Search for Elton Sherwin and look for our distinctive cross on a rainbow background. Thank you. If this material is not how you were taught, I have put several links in the notes to articles that you can read. 
A lot more coming up. This is Elton Sherwin, and I'm excited that you've joined us for this fascinating series. Mm -hmm.